0: Welcome to the Podiatry Business Podcast, brought to you by your host, Lorcan O'Donnell, podiatrist and health business mentor. The podcast that is designed to help current and aspiring podiatry clinic owners to make the most of their clinic, turning it into a true business that can work without them, allowing them the freedom to earn more, work less, and live a better life. Hello and welcome. Uh, This is Lorcan O'Donnell health business mentor and podiatrist from More Practice Profits and this is episode number 48 of the podcast and in today's podcast what I'm going to talk about is um, a documentary that was made in 2017 called Becoming Warren Buffett and um if you haven't seen it, I would strongly recommend you try and find it. It's about Warren Buffett, who I'm sure you know is one of the wealthiest men in the world, self-made man, and it just talks, interviews him, follows him around, and just talks about his lessons from life and from business. And I just wanted to bring to you some of the things that he talks about. Um, and the first point he talks about is the importance of investing in relationships. And this is something that, us in health business, health clinic owners, we tend to be pretty bad at. We tend to be pretty insular. And what we're afraid of doing is speaking to the competition, as in speaking to other clinic owners locally, either be they for a podiatrist, other podiatric clinics, or for a physio, other physio clinics, for fear that they'll take our patients. And this is a bad way to try to run your business, because there is plenty of work out there for all of us. And the only competition that you really have is yourself and your your mindset. So investing relationships is such an important thing, whether it be investing in other clinic owners, in, in investing in um, mentorship from other business owners and so forth. You can't do it alone. And if you think you can, and you're afraid to open up to other people, then you're really missing a trick. The second thing then he um talks about is that you need to choose wisely who you associate with and this is very true what you'll find is um there's a saying that you are the um the 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 sum of the five people you know most and the same could be said about you and your business if you associate with people who have small horizons who try to hold you back and tell you you can't do it well then that's not going to be very useful to you to drive your business forward and reach to your goal that you want to. So be careful who you associate with. Third thing we, he talks about is being um, making sure that you protect your time. Now, this is something that we find very hard to do when we're running a business. But one of the things I would always say to my cl- my private clients is you need to learn when to say no. That not everything that is presented to you is appropriate for you. If I give you an example, um, I, in a, maybe a year, year and a half ago, was invited to go and do lecturing on um, orthotics and uh, biomechanics to the local osteopaths. And I did. Um, but after about a, about nine months, I realized that this was not a good use of my time. I was getting too busy. So I said no. And what I did is I passed it to an associate. So you need to learn um, what is a good use of your time. Is it a good use of your time for you to be treating that patient or is it a better use of your time to be working on marketing for your business or building those relationships that we talked about earlier? Um, An example is a client that I was dealing with quite recently who had an issue that needed to be dealt with in the business, a marketing issue, and had put that, that day aside to do so, went into the clinic to do the work and found that what happened is um, when they went into work that ended up starting to treat patients and that was not a good use of their time. That, that client learned a lesson that they needed to protect their time and learn when to say no. And what you'll find is if you're running a business that if you go into the clinic you'll find that everyone will ask you questions because you're there so what you need to learn to do is if you're trying to work on your business as opposed to in your business you may well find it's a much better to work away from the clinic itself so i personally find that if i work from home i get far more done than if i go into clinic where staff are asking me questions which if i wasn't there they're usually able to resolve themselves the fourth thing that um, Buffett talks about is you need to become immune to criticism. Now, unfortunately, some people just can't help themselves. They just can't help being a prick. I've found that over and over again. I found it in the coaching business since I opened that I've had people go out of the way to come and tell me that uh, running a coaching uh, business or doing what I'm trying to do to help people better their business is a bad thing. And you know, I could take it personally. I could um because I'm trying to help these people, but I'm better off to just ignore these people because obviously there's something for for themselves, there's something else going on. What happens is when you come along and you change and you say, Look, there's another way. And if you decide that you're going to run your business in a different way, if you're listening to this and you're you're deciding my, biz, my clinic, I'm not going to run my clinic like every other clinic out there. I'm not going to be working 30, 40, 50 hours a week treating patients and then try to run the business on top. I'm going to do it a different way. I'm going to run it as a true business. You have to remember that what's going to happen is you're going to attract criticism because you're not doing what the crowd is doing and As a result of that, you're making other people question themselves. They will take it personally. So they're going to lash out at you and you're going to find some criticism. And you have to be immune to this. What you have to try to do is to focus instead on your inner scorecard, as in what satisfies you rather than what other people think. As Taylor Swift would say, haters are just going to hate. The fifth thing that Buffett talks about is that you need to have a, an entrepreneurial thinker. You need to be an entrepreneurial thinker. So us medics tend to be pretty bad at this. And that's okay because what happens is we're, we come out of college and we get a job and it's all about treating the patient as it should be. And the idea that we might make a profit from this is something that is anatomite to a lot of people, especially when the lecturers in college and so forth. Although This is, this is changing. So you open your business and you realize that simply treating patients alone, being good clinically, isn't enough to have a, a, a successful financial business. So we need to, to, to work on this. And you have to remember and remind yourself that it is okay to make a good profit from your business. It is okay to become wealthy from your labor, if you wish. Doing so does not mean that you're immoral or that you're, you're, you're fleecing people. The difference between uh, manipulating people and influencing people, or, or is really down to your intent. And if your intent is to run a business that is immoral and that is just taking money off people without providing good quality service, well, then yeah, that's not what you should be doing, and that's not a good way to run your your business long term because that is not sustainable. But it is possible to run a business that provides you, the owner, with a good lifestyle, um, financial freedom and wealth while still providing your patients with exceptional quality care and your staff with a secure, well-paid and enjoyable um, place for them to come to work. So think as an entrepreneur would think. The sixth thing that Buffett advises us to do is to be introspective. And what he means by this is to think back of what we do. And there's a great book out there called Black Box Thinking. And black box thinking basically is in the airline industry, anytime there's a crash, they go and they get the black box and they look and they see what happened, what mistakes happened. And it isn't a case of punishing people. It's about finding out what went wrong so we can learn from it and get better at it in future whereas when we look at medicine that is not the case what tends to happen in medicine is the law almost expects us to be infallible and we we don't look back on the mistakes we made in an open way and say how can we improve on that now this can be applied both clinically obviously and also to how you run your business what mistakes have i made what mistake did i make when i employed that person that didn't work out um i had a a a client not so long ago who had to let a staff member go because unfortunately it didn't work out and that client was needless to say upset Um, nobody likes to let somebody go and felt that they had made an error and the way i would approach it, and the way i suggested they approach it was instead of thinking like this think back on what was the opportunity in that situation so by being introspective and looking back and saying, what error did I make? How can I learn from that and get better at it going forward? How can I be introspective? And therefore, the next time I do that, I'm less likely to make that mistake. So spend time just simply thinking about what went wrong, what went well, and why. And just like Warren Buffett does, which kind of moves on to, to, to his seventh point, which is to be a self-motivated th- thinker as in, to reflect on your life, not just on the business, not just on your patients, not just on clinical treatments, but to reflect on your own life. What are you doing it for? What What's the whole point of pushing yourself so hard? And this is, these last few points are really about your mindset and the psychology and the philosophy of you and your life and your clinic. And it's something that I have found personally, and I notice my clients, it's something that you pr- you move through and you y- develop month by month, year by year, and it constantly changes. Um, when I was in college, I really didn't go to my psychology lectures much. I didn't really enjoy them. I thought they were very boring. But since then, since opening my own business, since having kids, it's I've become a lot more philosophical and I'm starting to read philosophy and I read psychology and I kind of... I'm more um, self-motivated than thinking about what it is I'm doing all of this for. It isn't for money, I can tell you in my case. Um, And you should try to do the same thing. So if you're a busy clinician, clinic owner, you're listening to this, and you're working 40, 50, 60 hours a week, and I know there's an awful lot of people out there that are doing that, give yourself some time every day or at least once a week to just sit down and think, what's this all for? Why am I doing it? Am I enjoying it? Maybe this isn't right. I'm going to think back on what I mistakes I made, what can I do to improve it? And you will find that your mindset will gradually improve and change. The last point that Buffett makes, and I think this is something that most business owners, not just health clinic owners, uh, mistake make, is that you need to liberate cash from your business and invest it wisely. The mistake that most business owners make is they, any money that they make in their clinic, once they've paid themselves, and a lot of clinic owners listening to this, I know you're probably not paying yourself more than maybe your best clinician. Um, once you've paid yourself, any other money that's left over after you paid your tax, you tend to put back into the business. And this is not a great idea. And the reason people do this is they think, well, if I keep building and building my business, what will happen eventually is I'll have an asset that I can sell. But unfortunately, 85% of small businesses just simply do not sell. And I see a lot of clinic owners, they do 20, 30 years of running a clinic. And at the end of it, they have a business that nobody really wants to take off of them, or they get They don't get anything like the amount that they hoped they would get. So, what Buffett is saying is that as you move through those 30 years, don't wait until the end, all the way through, take a certain percentage out of that business and put it into something else to invest, be it a pension be it wealth funds, whatever it happens to be. And there's a very good book that explains this called Profit First by uh, Mike Michalski, I think his name is, but Profit First. And basically what he suggests is that you want to be taking a certain percentage of your turnover off of the top every single week and putting it in another account. He has this complicated way of explaining it. But essentially, if you're turning over 100,000 a year, you're taking maybe five or 10,000 every year off the top every single week before you pay any bills and you're putting that into wealth generating that is not tied to your business because if you have all your eggs in one basket and that doesn't work out well then you're you're basically screwed after 20 30 years so this will be what buffett would recommend and this is what he personally does so um if you can i would tell you get that book profit first and i would tell you for definite is watch that um that documentary even if you're not necessarily um hugely business orientated it's a great um he's a great character he's very friendly affable um he still drives a, a, um, a normal car he still lives in the same house he's lived in since the 50s despite being one of the richest men in the world he's not doing it for the money um and you'll learn a lot from it so until next week this is uh lorcan o'donnell a podiatrist and health business mentor signing out